I expected a way worse hockey game. I'm talking about like sloppy and you know what I mean? Like this was a good hockey game. I thought the goalies were good. I thought both teams, you know, stars made big plays, right? And then could have gone either way in OT. It's just, you know, they didn't score on one side. And then they just went down the other way. And then Lafreniere scored. So, I mean, I'm not worried about the abs, honestly. No. Like, I thought they played a good game. And they'll be fresh and ready to go tomorrow. And obviously, Jersey haven't had one more practice than the abs. But the abs had a big practice tonight. It was a game. You know what I mean? So, it should be for a good game tomorrow. But I think tonight it was uh, nothing to complain much about, honestly. In my book. It's not a bad or an ugly showing from the apps, and it is the first leg in a back-to-back. So there is a part of me that thinks it played out close to the best-case scenario. Best case obviously would have been winning in overtime. Sure. But I think what's frustrating is you get such a great game from Georgiev and two dominant first periods yep. that make <laughs> it feel like this was so much more within their grasp and let it slip away ever so slightly. Yep. But I also don't think it was ugly. I don't think the third period was ugly. It was just their weakest period. Yep. And I think it's just sad to see them play so dominantly for a significant part of this game and not walk away with the win. But coming out of a break, having a new player in Zach Parise, there are still so many positives to take from the game that I'm not upset about it. Just think it was a little bit within their grasp. So that stings a little bit. So. A very good way to put it. And, well, and Ru, uh, I'll jump in. Ru yeah. was talking about it all night. I get the second one. I mean, obviously, you know, that's yeah. kind of what, that's what it does. When you get a second one, then the game is played differently because now they got to open up more a little bit, even though I agree with Megan. I agree with Ru. I agree with what I'm saying. Um, if I I can't read, everyone knows that, chat. Not, <laughs> I can read. I can't see. But if people go into the turtle, like, there's, this is not turtle. This is not a turtle. This is... This is a good Eastern Conference team being down one nothing at home in an unbelievable building where they have success at home and all of a sudden turning it on. You're not going to dominate for 60 minutes. You're not. So they put on the heat. They put on the pressure, and they were better than the abs, like Megan just said, and in the third period. And like Rudo said, they didn't get that second one. Yep. They didn't get that second one. And the margin of error is really small. And then you got a superstar that makes a great play in Panarin. And then, you know, flip the coin on OT. And they do ultimately get a point. Yeah, It's not like, oh, they had a lead for most of the game and they lost fully zero point. They do get that one point. I get it. You would have liked two. For sure. Coming off of a, what, 10-day, 11-day break, whatever it was for the Avs. Right. They played a good hockey game. It wasn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination. It was against a good opponent. They went toe-to-toe. Unfortunately, the Avs come up one goal short, but I, I just don't have a lot of uh, major nitpicks, and maybe I'm giving him a little bit too much of a pass because of the break, and, and you'd like to see some better things. We'll get into it, but it, it's hard for me to be too upset with this hockey game. I like that it was relatively low event outside of that first period with a lot of it's penalties. Very strong. weird, yeah. Um, I, I like that, especially because it is the first game in a back-to-back yep. that I don't think I would have wanted this to be an explosion of goals, especially because that was my fear coming from the New York Rangers. I think their goal scoring has been a little bit down on the year, it and has. I didn't want this to be the team that wakes up the sleeping giant. <laughs> and so to that end, I also think the fact that it was low event is a positive for the Avs. Would agree. And and for the record, the Avs did outshoot the Rangers tonight at the end of the day, even if they did lose. and. Yes, the third period maybe was a little bit lower event than you would like for Colorado. But again, it wasn't bad hockey by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, let's get to the 60-second rundown, and then we'll start really breaking things down. Not a whole lot to say about this one. That first period was the highest octane period for both teams, really. A lot of back and forth. The Fs did fail to score on three power play opportunities. Uh, that was certainly a bit frustrating, but they do get a goal late in the period Nathan McKinnon continues to be just absolutely not human. Uh, more dog than human, perhaps. That would be the only goal of the game for Colorado. Uh, through the second period, no one scores. Alexander Georgiev plays a fantastic game. He doesn't even get the win tonight, but of this recent stretch of quality from him, I honestly thought this might have been the best of the bunch. 
Uh, unfortunately, in the third period, uh, just one kind of C&I goal gets through for Artemi Panarin. It splits two bodies. It's a perfect shot. That heads the game to overtime where the Avs have a couple of opportunities that don't go their way. And then uh, Lafreniere just beats, beats up Miko a little bit and finds just enough room in deep to, to put the game away for New York. Well said. I want to I want to start with the positives because I I think at times we can dig a little bit too deep into the negative. So I want to focus on the positives a little bit here. Nathan McKinnon, Alexander Georgiev. Both making the three stars list easily tonight. For Georgiev, this is now I get it was before the All-Star break, but four straight games of quality play from him. I'm going to ask it. I know that you can't just definitively answer this, but has he turned a corner? Are we looking at the Georgiev that is the guy the Avs have wanted him to be all season? I sure hope so. <laughs> it's hard with goaltending, right? Because it, it's something that you can only really analyze over a larger period for of sure. time and a larger body of work. And it's been a little too mixed for Georgiev, even through this point. But this is the direction you like to see it headed because it does feel like with Georgiev, it's been a matter of confidence. Yep. And I think that that is something that has been building positively even just before the All-Star break. I think going to the All-Star game also helped to boost it, but you saw it coming even right before it. And so it's trending in the right direction, but I'm cautious to definitively say either way with Georgiev. And yep. I just want to let him show me. Fair enough. Well, here's what I'll say. He's a hundred grand richer from the weekend, yeah. right? Which is nice. And then you rub shoulders and elbows. That's what I said about. Remember, I hate the All Star. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna go back to it. Like I, I don't like the All Star. It is what it is. Yeah. But for a guy like that, it's first time you're going yeah. there. It's actually pretty like self rewarding. You know what I mean? Like you're like, oh my god, this is kind of cool. Like maybe I am decent. You know what I mean? Because I don't think he's a cocky guy. He gets a cool little poke check on McDavid yeah. while he's there. You know what I mean, like I think it just, you know, I think it makes you feel good. Then I think it's it's the perfect game after the break too. Because I mean, it hasn't been a busy week. Like he played what two periods of three on three hockey, whatever. Yeah, I mean, like a couple breakaways. Um, like I said, I think he got to feel good about himself. I'm sure, he had some days rest before. Now he comes into familiar territory, right? Yeah. old stomping grounds. Um, before you ask me and. In case you're going to ask me, like, yeah, he's coming back tomorrow. He's playing again tomorrow. Um, <laughs> and that's just my guess. It's just my guess. Pure guess. It's an easy back-to-back. -back. It's the easiest of back-to-backs you'll get. You're probably not even switching hotels. Same tonight. hotel, you think? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, they're not. I mean. Drive down the turnpike. <laughs> don't just drive down tomorrow for the game. And where are they after the tomorrow? And then they'll probably fly out tomorrow and then go to, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't I know guess. where the, the third game is, is on the trip. That sounds Carolina. right. Yeah, Carolina. So they'll fly out tomorrow night after the game. So, yeah, they're probably already back in their beds right now. Like, yeah, I'm just saying. It's easy. I, listen, I play in the East. It's the easiest back-to-backs. So, yeah, I think he's – I think he felt good. It's the best I've seen him all year. Yeah, but it's one game. Um, but this is a good start, though, for the for, for the, 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 the last stretch going down to the dance. Um, and I think he's going back again tomorrow, you know, for all the reasons and – you know, I think we'll see Eustace a little further down the road trip. You know, you kind of you've kind of waffled on him a little bit this year. First forty games or so, you're like, yeah, he's a top ten goalie for sure. Yeah, these last ten, you're like, I don't know. Yeah, he's performances like this get you back in the boat yeah. a little bit. No, no, absolutely. I'm gonna say not first four. I'm gonna say first twenty. I was like, sure. man, he's a top five goalie in this league. I listen after last year's sample. I thought he was good in the playoffs. You know. Um he didn't steal anything, you know, but no. you're not going to fault him. Uh, I thought he was outstanding this year, like the start. Of the, and then that is a rough stretch the last 25, you know, and, and I just saw his play go down like this. And I, you know, it, it worried me, you know, the, the number of like key saves that are needed to be made were not made. Um, but I, I did like the last 10 days or so before the break, you know what I mean? Like I, I thought he was gaining like Megan said, like for me, my trust back, you know? Yep. And it's, it goes like that with your coaches and your teammates. And um, now I really like what I saw today. I think we saw the Georgia with the first 20 games with top of the blue, confident, big, square, quick feet, key saves, uh, you know, a good play, <laughs> a, a, 
a top player on the team. You know, if you look at it tonight, he was one of the top players for the Avs. Um, when you're going to go play against good teams like the Rangers and stuff, you need you need great goaltending. Good goaltending is not good enough. You know what I mean? So in this league, so I, yeah, I mean, he needs more. He needs a big road trip to show me that you know uh, that he's coming back. And and I do believe that. Again, we'll talk about that later. But I think the Avs are going to go help him out and get him some an older mentor slash uh, you know partner in crime in that just say flurry it's fine yeah just I, say I, I would love it to be flower <laughs> yes yes something like that you know what i mean so that would be awesome for me yes it and i think part of i don't want to call it a refreshing loss because losses never feel good but you've seen a lot of games over the last stretches that were the losses for the abs where you're saying all oh, you needed a better save all oh, the abs gave up too many goals tonight it was the opposite the Avs didn't score enough goals right. to get the win tonight. And you look at the two goals against Georgiev, and you have one from Panarin that's a, just this perfect shot that happens to slip through two bodies, a hole the size of a puck. Nothing Georgiev can do about that. And the other one is Alexi Lafreniere from the hash marks. <laughs> I mean, two goals that you're not asking any goalie in the league to, to do a better job on than Georgiev. But he made, did, like, so. you know, a bunch of key saves, yeah. right? You know, yeah. All night long, especially early. So, Well, and especially shorthanded. Because yes, yes, yes. yes. Well, I shouldn't say shorthanded. On the man uh, advantage. The opposite yeah. of shorthanded. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, on the yeah. man advantage, they created more shorthanded chances, they being the Rangers, yep. than the Avs created yeah. with the power play. Yep. And that is not a likely scenario for a goaltender <laughs> when your team does have the man advantage. And he was prepared for it early when he had to kind of weather that yeah, storm. Wake up and lock in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he had to yeah. wake up and lock in. And so for a goalie that has unfortunately earned the nickname for- Forgive to yes, this point, the nick- a two goals Yikes. against Knight is refreshing. Like you said, Rudo, mm. it is a, a changing of the tide. It feels like that it's a much tighter game. This is a good team, too, so you can wear that with a little bit of pride if you're Georgiev. And he, he gets a save percentage above 900. Yeah, for the season, yeah. 15 of 16 high-danger chances stopped That's on his behalf. Stuff. There's a lot of things to be really proud of individually on Georgiev's side. Yeah, and then that goes against, too. It's like even below two because it's yeah. in overtime. Yeah, you know? it's a 65-minute so, game. Yeah, so... Yeah, Tugiev like one doesn't nine, one, roll off the tongue. I just want to retire the nickname altogether. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he was great. I thought he was really good. And then the other side of it, the one goal the Evs do score, Nathan McKinnon. What can't this guy do, honestly? <laughs> like, and, you know, I the goal itself, not great from Jonathan Quick. Not going to lie to you. That's a puck that probably shouldn't go in the net. But everything leading up to that goal is Nathan McKinnon just saying, yeah, I'm better than everybody else on the ice. Yeah, I mean, and again for a goal, he's so hard because he's coming so hard, and then he's like, ah, tick, 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 ah, tick, 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 and then he unleashes it. Then you're like, what? And then you don't have time, right? And it's like, whoa, it's in the net. Um, but go back to that play there, like Nate, he makes a sick play to Miko with like five minutes to go. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, wow, yep. I don't remember if it was a save by Quickie or yeah, Miko kind of just shoots uh, it right into him. Yeah, yeah. like oh, yeah, that was a sick play. That could have been the dagger right there. You know what I mean? And yep, walk away with a two-one win, right. but didn't happen. So. It's in McKinnon's case, it's not as much of the hey, Georgiev, it feels like it's building to something. With McKinnon, you're like, this is don't let him cool off during right, the this break. This is a 14 game point <laughs> yeah, streak, yeah. it's the second double digit point streak he's had this season. Not he's so bad. The fastest in franchise history, not just Avalanche history, but franchise history to 85 points. That includes a bunch of dudes in Quebec who played in the 80s. Yeah. Nathan McQuinn, Nathan McKinnon, the fastest. McQuinnon. 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 Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, you're at the point with McKinnon where you just sit back and enjoy it because you're watching one of the best players in the world, if not the best player in the world right now, at his in his prime, in his peak. You may never see a guy play this well again in your life for your team. So Yeah, it's a treat. It's a yep. treat for sure. Just gotta gotta take it for what it is and and savor every moment of it. So that's where I'm at with McKinnon. It's that good. Unfortunately, only good enough for uh, one point for him and one point for the team tonight. But still, he was the guy that uh, got that part of it done for Colorado. Uh, on that note, 
If you want to, I don't know how to make this a dog. I wouldn't feed a dog illegal pizza because I would want to eat it myself. So I, I couldn't get there. But if you're hungry, illegal pizza has you covered with absolutely delicious burritos. Uh, the queso to die for too. And happy hour from 3 to 8 p.m. with delicious margaritas. You can get all of that goodness at one of a bunch of different locations here in Colorado, all over the state, including one just a couple blocks from the DNVR bar. So come hang out. Come get some delicious illegal pizza. You can pregame an abs game here uh, with uh, delicious burritos with them and then come down. Come say hi to us at the bar. It's a good time. Uh, check out illegal pizza today. Get yourself some delicious burritos over with them. And then, of course, the best around with Bet365. They got a special offer for uh, for the big game, as they call it, <laughs> coming up on Sunday. Uh, if you put down a uh, $50 parlay on uh, Chiefs versus Niners, you'll get $5 for every touchdown scored. So cool. You're guaranteed a, a good amount of money back, especially with those two teams. They do uh, they do some touchdown scoring, as they say, <laughs> in the business. You can tell that I watch a lot of football, right? Uh, go get in on that bonus for the Super Bowl. Of course, uh, you can also go with the NHL bet. When you sign up with code DNBR, you put $5 on an NHL game, you can get $150 in bonus bets just for signing up with that DNBR code with bet three, six, five. Come join with my bets. None of them hit tonight. That's okay. <laughs> I'm just glad hockey was back. They usually hit. They do. Some nights you do good. Some nights you do bad. I was feeling fanciful about Zach Parise and uh, Miko let me down tonight, but we'll get to that in a little <laughs> bit. Uh, anyway, use bet three, six, five, use a DNVR code to join. You must be 21 or older. You must be physically located in Colorado. And if you or someone, you know, has a gambling problem, call or text one 800 gambler today. Second period of the DNVR avalanche podcast. Uh, other, other positives tonight. I, I'll, I'll open it up to you guys. Anyone you guys want to point out, any guys you want to talk about. I've been uh, riding the Josh Manson train for a while now. He's he's someone I want to highlight in the studs and duds. Um, yeah. For just an interesting game. Like, even starting with, this is not something he intentionally did, but the first tripping call <laughs> that the Rangers have really was Josh It, it was his stick, stick. for sure. <laughs> no, but it, it was some of the passing um, mm -hmm. skill that he demonstrated mm -hmm. tonight that extended possession it was defensively sound too but I think that was what was highlighted in Manson's game for me tonight yep. um, and another I, I don't want to abandon no, go Manson ahead. too quickly You're either fine. but I think Arturi Lekkanen now yeah. just three games back um, you know 16 minutes and being utilized <laughs> a number of different ways I think that we'll quickly see him resume the role we saw him playing previously even though he missed significant time and it's such an asset i don't know if he's quite found his footing in the lineup just yet since he was being bounced around a little bit but it is such an asset um for guys whose night is a little bit complicated like druin who did good things but yeah also had some struggles um to throw Lekkanen up in the lineup and i think it made the overall balance of the forward group roll out closer to what four lines would look like than we've seen for a little bit now. It it feels like Bednar just can't help himself. He's like, ah, all right, I made it two periods. I got to put Lucky back with right, back. That's I got to do it. <laughs> it's a trust factor. And he does it and immediately Lucky creates a turnover in the neutral zone and springs Mac. And it didn't end up in a goal or anything, but it's like, oh yeah, okay, I, I get that's it. Why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's why. So good. <laughs> e, anyone, uh, anyone you want to call out? Had a good game? Yeah, I mean... I go back to him all the time. We wear the same number, you know, Woody, Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just love it. I mean, it's just like, you know, is he perfect? No, you know, but he's just like, it just creates stuff. You know what I mean? So, stuff happens when he's out there. A phantom penalty, uh, you know, all that stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, he's fun to watch. Uh, you know, but a lot of people will say like, oh God, but he, he can't finish. Well, I, I know that. If he did, then he'd be making 7 million bucks a year. He wouldn't True. be making whatever it is that he makes two, two, five, two, two, whatever it is. Um, I just love when he's out there. You know what you're going to get. Uh, there's a little of intensity. There's a little bit of like, I you know that word chaos. There's, I love it. You know, it's just fun. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I think he just brings it every night and look like he had a new haircut tonight, but you know, that, that, that'd be my guy tonight. That 
I enjoyed watching every time he was on the ice. I would probably extend it to that whole line. Obviously, yes. they didn't score tonight. But yeah, no, exactly. They just exactly yeah. the same guys they were before the All-Star break. They go out there. They forecheck the absolute hell out of you. They force you to play in your own zone, and they, they just gas you out by outworking and you. The, and that's the beauty for the coaching staff. Yep. Because you're looking, you know, like, again, tonight they're going to, you know, like I said, get their work done in their hotel room because they're, they'll be in their hotel room 10 minutes after they left the rink. So, <laughs> um, but, you know, back-to-back is tough on coaches. You know, yep. there's, there's, you're finishing this one. Um, you you want to touch on this one? Right. You have to touch on this one. Like, what was good, what was bad. And then you also have to get ready for the one tomorrow. Um, my point is, is... It's not like they're sitting there and then they're like, oh, Wood, uh, O'Connor, and Colton. I wonder if they're going to show up. To-. No, you know they're showing up. And, and that's, that's, that is so comforting for coaches because you know what you're getting you, night in and night out. And you never have to worry about, oh, wow, Logan didn't have his best game tonight. Like, man, that might happen, what, two, tw- three times this year total? It's the same thing for Woody and Colton. So... It's kind of nice to put that aside. You know you're always going to get from your top-end guys. Man, they're the best in the league. So, you know, then it's just a matter of how you're going to get those other guys, right, going and on a consistent basis. So it's a nice problem to have for coaches. But tonight I think it's one of those, like, you know, you'll get ready for tomorrow, but you'll address today. But, man, what a nice treat to see those three guys. I'm talking about, you know, what they have tonight, 13, 14 minutes maybe, 15 like uh-huh. together, five on five, six forty-three. Yeah, but I mean, as a whole, as a whole, it's probably closer. Total, total for each mile, sixteen thirty. Yeah, LOC seventeen fifty-one. Yeah, and Colton eighteen eighteen. Sorry, eleven nineteen. I was looking. Yeah, at yeah. Ryan well, Jennings I mean, they got some PP. Line. They got some PK. Right, all that stuff. Well, right? it, and like, it, it's just clear who who Bednar trusts. As the game went on, he was trying Colton between Lekkinen and Parise a little bit. Did you? Sorry, because you have it on. I was yeah. trying to look at it earlier, but what's the a fourth line, what was it again? Uh, fourth line of with Kivy, yeah, like Kivy and uh, Kivy Ronta was 805, Olafson was 920, Cogs and 12. Cogs was 935. With some PK. since we're going through it, uh, yeah. Parise 1124, Rijo 1308, uh, and then Lekin in 1639, and then McKinnon up at 24 minutes, the only guy above 20 minutes, Druin at 19, Miko at 1845. That's a pretty good mix, honestly. Yep. Like, I think it's a good mix. It's- much more. Balanced. I mean, on a tight game, you know what I mean. A, so. a close game. They yeah. don't lean on the stars. They have a back to back tomorrow, and you didn't play Kale McCarr for thirty-two minutes, even though yeah. you went to overtime. You know, it's no, it feels I, I, a lot I, I, more sustainable, right? It, it's a good job of ice management tonight. And in it's, my a, book. it's a welcome sight. The trust that that line with Colton Wood and O'Connor has built, like you guys are saying. When you're looking, I think it was in the second period where there was just not a whistle and there were some really long shifts for guys. Mm -hmm. The personnel you see that is going out there is that well-conditioned line of Colton, Wood, O'Connor, because they can sustain it. They can eat up those minutes in a responsible way. And the way that they play together is not a liability. Their off nights don't dip far below Anything that the coaching staff can't just anticipate from yep. them. It stays very consistent and the floor they is only high. Yeah. allowed one shot against in their night. But I, so did Ryan Johansson's line, which I think is interesting because of the Parise and Lekkonen yeah. effect. I I really had no problems at all with that line tonight. I There are times in the defensive zone where Rijo's his limitations are just obvious. I, the Avs play a very rotate heavy system with a lot of circling the zone defensively and the the foot speed just isn't there for Rijo at times, but for a guy in his role in this team, which whatever you want to call it, the reality is it's a third line center. As far as actual usage is concerned. Absolutely. He was fine. I had no problems. He was just okay. Yeah. And I think that this is maybe not fair and it's a demerit of him, but I think it is Lekkonen influencing. Oh, for sure. (laughs) How that line looks. Makes everyone around them better all the time. There was, there is no doubt who the motor is <laughs> and it's lacking when it comes to that line. And it's nothing against uh, the realities of the situation. This is just who Rijo has been this season. And we all know Cogliano is Cogliano. He's very good at what he does, but there are 
limitations to his game. Yeah. If AJ was here, he would identify Lekkanen as the adult. There, that, that is a line. good way. And there you go. Lecky's the adult on that line. Weird to say when Cogs is on that line, but true. Uh, yeah, again, I think you can look through most of the lineup and even some of the guys we maybe had more negative views of on the game did good things. You mentioned Jonathan Drew and had some of this, some of that. There were some nice plays from him. I think he looked super engaged defensively, even if it wasn't perfect at times. For a guy who you want to be a setup guy, you'd like to see some better puck management at times, but it is what it is. Yeah. Again, for me, first game back off the break, I'm kind of giving pretty much everybody a pass to a certain extent. The one guy I will say, and this is nothing against him, I love him. I think he's an incredible player. But when you're a superstar, you get one bad game. And that's Miko Rantanen. He gets this bad game. He needs to show up tomorrow and be better than he was in this game. That's fair. I didn't like it on the last goal there. You know, it's a little loose yep. D and, you know, three on three, it's, it's it's man on man. And, you know, I mean, Lafreniere makes a nice move, but Miko's a bit loose. You know, he's a bit too loose yep. and, you know. Yeah. If you're if that would have been a real defenseman or Miko being the way he can play defensively, then Lafreniere probably hits that shot, hits his stick, and goes in the stands. You know what I mean? Yep. It's hard much. to get a shot off in the National Hockey League, and I felt it was a little too easy for Lafreniere to get an awesome well, shot. And, you know, to beat Georgia. And to be clear, it's more than just oh, he was the guy who made the mistake on the game-winning goal. It no, felt no, no. Like yeah, it, yeah. It felt. Agreed. Uh, compared to especially some of the other stars like McKinnon and, yeah. and McCarr, who, like, there was some rust. There was some squirreliness in there. But Miko, it felt like, was just struggling a little bit tonight. One shot yeah. on net. And it's that one that we and were talking about. At the end of the third. And yeah. Quick's body with about a minute left in the third that could have put this game to You know what? That's too much pressure to put squarely on Miko Rantanen's shoulders. But... It is more than that. It's yeah. the shenanigans inside the first period yeah. where he's getting the Keandre Miller situation. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, what Eric's describing in the final play, he just didn't. I know he's not a defenseman, but he didn't manage that gap very well nah. and pull up on his man. And it's I get that he's probably pretty tired because it is the first game back mm-hmm. and it is overtime, but you just have to show a little bit more energy in that situation. And that was frustrating to see. Miko, you're 6'4", 230 pounds. Just run into him. Right. <laughs> just use your body. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a, um, but that's what it is usually. Like you're, you're, you're having a rough night, you know, you're not at your best, but you're a superstar. You score 55. Yep. You pop that one in. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like in the last minute there, and then the game's over, right? You yep. know, it's just that's why tonight we qualified that as a rough night because, you know, he couldn't do that either. You know what I mean? Not not that it's easy to do. I'm just saying. But usually, a guy like that, you don't see him. You have an off night, but boom, you have two points. You know what I mean? And yep. That would have been nice for him to bury that one. Yep. And, and, and you're looking around, and it's just kind of the reality of being a. Superstar caliber player, which Miko Rantanen is. He's one of the top 10 scorers in the NHL right now as far as points. McKinnon got a goal in this game. McCarr had a point in this game. It's it's of the top guys, it's the Miko that didn't get right. on the score sheet for Colorado. So, and that, you know, I, again, am I worried about this for a second beyond this game? No. Miko's fine. He's yeah. going to, he'll show no, up no, tomorrow. No. <laughs> he'll have his usual three points out of nowhere or whatever. It'll be fine. <laughs> Love them the most. Uh, beyond that, I, I, I'm curious because I want to get your guys' thoughts. Defense as a whole. You had the Sam Malinsky call up before this game. Are you looking at this defense and saying, you know what, it's going to be this guy? That maybe this guy struggled and he gets the night off? Or is this uh, more of a more rotational kind of what they had done in, with Jack Johnson before the break? Um, I'll jump in first, like. I think it's 50-50 for me. Okay. Um, I, I think he's gained the trust of Nolan Pratt and Bednar and the staff. I'm talking about Sam uh, to, to be back. Um, practiced all week. Played what is it, A game, right? Yeah. Um, there's a factor that it's you're in the East. Something happens. And you're going to say, yeah, there's Caleb Jones. No, I get that. But, but I think that. I think Sam Malinsky's playing before Caleb Jones. You know, that's just 
I think we all would agree. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So for me and for us, I'll speak on our behalf there. Um, if they want a style change, then then Jack Johnson would sit kind of like that game there last week, mm-hmm. right? Or 10 days ago, whatever it was. And Sam would get in, not Caleb Jones. I think Caleb Jones is there for an injury. I mean, if there's an injury or two and then, sure. you know, then Caleb is there. And he's proven, like I said, about Huntsy back then and that he can not play for a while and just practice and actually be effective in a game. Yep. And that's a quality that's hard to do. Uh, so part of me is that. And part of me is it's got to be something cooking. You know, it's got to be something cooking. And it's just easier when some cooks and the phone rings and it takes two seconds. It's just like we saw during the All-Star game. You know, like I don't think Calgary and Vancouver um, – Thought they were going to make a deal that day. You know, next thing you know, they made a deal. So it's never planned. It's not like, yes, Friday at 12, we will make our deal. <laughs> Stuff happens. That'd be nice for us if they told us. Yeah, that. exactly. That'd be nice. <laughs> so I think part of me is something's cooking. I don't know what it is. You know, obviously, it'd be nice to know. Uh, but it's uh, on 50-50 on it, you know. And that's why the call up, you know, not, it wasn't going to play today. And then, but hey, you know what? He might play tomorrow. You know, maybe they want him in the lineup against Jersey and, you know, who knows? I don't know. So I think it's a good game from the decor for the most part, too. I agree. Including Jack Johnson, who I think has been yep. the player that's on the fringe of going out of the lineup. As long and as I don't try to compliment him, he plays great. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty, pretty sound. And so the good. reason I could see Malinsky getting the nod on this road trip is like Eric is suggesting, if they're looking for something a little different against a team like New Jersey, because the... Goal scoring was a little bit down. That's Malinsky a good does point. bring yeah. Yeah. possibility of production from there the back you. end. And that is p- perhaps my only criticism of the night inside the decor is for Bowen Byram, who I think played a very <laughs> responsible game defensively. But creation wise, I expect just a little bit more from him. And that's not even necessarily that he needed to get on the score sheet, but even the um, Less of the dump it to the corner decisions. Right. Yeah. No, exactly. And that's where I think that his confidence has been questioned a little bit because he's usually a player that plays with swagger mm, and yes. leans into that side of his game. And that's where I've seen Malinsky lean into that side of his game more and with more confidence, very boldly sometimes, you know, it there's risk involved. And that's what I want to see more of from Bowen Byram because I think he's a little afraid to make mistakes. I, and I understand why he would feel that way. But it's also such a strength of his game. And I think they need that from him, especially in seeing a result like tonight where yep. it's 2-1 yep. OT loss. Like you want a little bit more from a back end that you know is capable of it. How many times have we talked about how important the Avs defensive production is? And I know Kale and Manson got assists on McKinnon's goal, but. <laughs> Manson was, you know, like he had a lot of at- attempts blocked. Yep. That's for sure. where, you know, comparatively, it's like, all right, Byron, I want to see more yep. effort, more it, try. It, it feels like we're waiting to see Bo be Bo. Yeah. Because it's not like this is something that he hasn't done before. We've seen plenty of that in his game over the multiple partial years that he's played here. And when he does that and the decor does that, then it's like AJ says it all the time. It softens the the problem at the 2C yep. you know, level. The load of the second right. line in general. It just kind sure. of the load a little bit. It just kind of, you know, so tonight... I mean, the Avs were averaging almost, what, five goals a game the past, like, month or so, yeah. which is ridiculous. Which is outrageous. It's outrageous. <laughs> you can't get going at that pace, and there's no way, you know. Uh, but, like, tonight, yeah, it would have been nice to get that extra one, you know what I mean? Like, And they just didn't get it, and part of it was, like we're all saying, uh, the back end was not activating as much, oh, not, you know. Yep. But, again, give credit to, to the Rangers because they played a good game. Like, it was tight in the middle. It was right. not because it's bad ice and MSG, but, you know. Because it was it was a well played game by both teams. Like both both decors played well. Both definitely. Uh, it was some nice back checking on both sides. There was not a lot of room, uh, and that's why it was not a lot of events, right? You know. So again. I'm gonna. I don't want to do a poll, but I do want to ask this question, even though I'm fairly confident of the answer. Do you ever put Malinsky in for Byram for a game? Not unless Byram's hurt. Correct. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's just not you're not putting Malinsky in for Bo. It's just not. No, like I'm trying to think what world I would entertain this. Like, is there. No, I, I'm not even entertaining it. Like, oh, is there another right handed defenseman out of the lineup and Malinsky gives them. A, but no, I'm just not buying it. Me either. And it's it, a big portion of it goes back to what you talked about with Bo in this game. 
Was he Bo and Byram all over the place awesome? No, but he was still able to put together a reasonable defensive performance. He ate big minutes. Yeah. And so yeah. he was trusted by Bednar in his usage. And and Bednar has consistently done this with Bo, too. Anytime he feels like he needs an extra guy to play up in minutes, he'll play. He didn't, it wasn't crazy tonight, but he's not afraid to play Bo 22, 23 minutes a night if he has to. Uh, and and the reality is he just doesn't trust Sam Malinsky defensively in that same way. Yeah. Still learning a lot. Yeah. Understandably so, too, for the record. Not that I don't love Malinsky. It's hard to play defense in the NHL. <laughs> but the best thing about playing defenses in the NHL is you have NHL goaltenders behind you. I am sure that Jonathan Quick is a great guy. I hate when the Avs have to play against him. <laughs> he just always seems to, he's one of those goalies that always seems to have the Avs number. He's a gamer. Yep. You know what I mean? Like yep. he went two Stanley Cups and what a speech that was at the parade, by the way, too. <laughs> um, but uh, what a gamer this guy is. Came in and that's why I use him all the time when you're talking to young kids or young prospects or, you know, he comes in in LA, he's the third or fourth round pick. I don't remember what he was. Uh, he's kind of the no-name because they have this stud guy, Jonathan Bernier, right? That was yeah. a top 10 pick, whatever he was, right? Bernie was, God, he was. I, I don't know what pick he was. I'm going to say he was top 10. Um, so he's the goalie of the future in L.A. Plays, you know, makes the team at 18 or 19. And, and Jonathan Quick's in the minors. And, you know, so you're. it could have easily been like, oh, I'm the second fiddle. I'm secondary. No, he used that as fuel. This guy was, he's a battler. He's a winner made them make decisions like we always talk about next thing you know they're trading jonathan bernier they're making it on and they win two stanley cups with them so yeah the answer is didn't play a game last year in 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 uh vgk right on their stanley cup run but he was a big part of their team he was you know, just to be there for hill and those guys that had never been there it's very important to that, that's why we're talking about georgiev having a flow i would love for flower to be here god i think it would be great for all those reasons, yeah. you know, and 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 obviously this would be his last, you know, hoorah, flurry. So that'd be awesome because if he's coming here, it's because he feels that the Avs can win a Stanley Cup, right? Yeah. You know, so. Um, but again, yeah, this league is full of good goalies, and you know, that's that's it's the best league in the world, man. The National Hockey League is the best, and Jonathan Quick, it's proven to everybody that his style is a little bit different, a little goofy at times now because it's. It's not really the same as those new uh, last three, four years goaltenders, but when it comes down to make a save, you make saves. All right. I want to play a little bit of trivia with you guys. What is the Rangers' secondary color? Um, I'm French, so it's like, what do you mean? Like the, the name of the color? Yes. Secondary. Yeah. Red. Correct. Yeah. What is the name of a bird of prey smaller than an eagle? They're also a basketball team in Atlanta. Hawk. Hawk. Correct. Red Hawk. Okay, here Lastly, we go. Lastly, oh, I get it. What is the top of a house? A roof. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you say a bird place prey smaller than a needle? An eagle. Oh, okay. That's why I was like, what in the world? <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that one. <laughs> oh, okay. And then I thought it was like something weird about the Rangers jersey. So I'm thinking like. No, no, no. I'm thinking, what? Just needed the color. Oh, I know, I know. So sorry. I, got, I saw where you were going. <laughs> I Red overthought it, yes. Roofing. If you want, uh, If you want to protect the top of your roof like Jonathan Quick protects the net. Red Hawk Roofing's the way to go. And the best part is you don't have to pay anything to get a free inspection from them. They'll go out. They'll take pictures. They'll give you a whole professional inspection to show you what's going on when you're with your roof. Hopefully, it's totally fine. Hopefully, everything is all in order. But if something is wrong, they're the best roofers in Denver. They can get it all fixed up for you. And even if you don't get the inspection, if something happens, they are available 24-7. They can come out and do emergency fixes. They can do whatever it is you need when it comes to your roof. So head on over to RedHawkRoofing.com today to get a hold of these guys and make sure your roof is looking good. And then when your roof is all set up and perfect, and you have a little bit of extra cash because you got the inspection and they said it looked good, 
go over to game time. Get your tickets to the next Avs game or Nuggets game or whatever game you want. You'd be like Eric and go buy tickets to the next BU game if yeah. that's your thing. For touring. <laughs> nice. Uh, you can get in with Game Time with code DNVR and get $20 off your first purchase of tickets. Game Time guarantees you the best price on tickets. Tons of ways to save money, like the section selector. You can wait for last minute deals, uh, all sorts of different options when it comes to Game Time. And the cool part is if you find tickets somewhere else for cheaper, Game Time will reimburse you 110% of the ticket cost. So they've got you covered no matter what. Join the 15 million people who use Game Time to get their tickets today. There's a link in the description to download the app. Make sure you use that DNVR code. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. You're looking at a Colorado team. You've got the back-to-back coming tomorrow. You get one point out of tonight. Expectations for the New Jersey game. Got to get at least one point. You get if you go OT again, you get two out of four points on a back to back to start a road trip. Is that good enough? I I think it's good enough. I'm gonna go with the absolutely murder. Um, Confidence Jersey tomorrow. Yeah. It, 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 listen, it. Listen, having to play, having played tonight is huge. You know because you're. It's it's an interesting thing, right? Because New Jersey will have yeah. this will be their first game back from the break, so that yeah. they will be rust. There is gonna be rust, and and the Avs. And that's where the Avs can win the game. They can win the game in the first tomorrow because your your reflexes are your back on game. You know, decision, mental, uh, you know, preparation, reflexes. Uh, you can do all you want. Practice wise, it's never the same as a game. So the Avs have, you know, oh yeah, the Avs are tired. <laughs> like I said, wow, I don't call that a back to back. Like honestly, <laughs> it's not. It is so easy um, in the East. But I, I do believe that the Avs jump on them tomorrow. They win the game in the first. That's just what I think. I would have liked that. That was a key thing. Oh, my God. So you push that down, and all of a sudden, like, freaking BC scores again. I'm fourth. Jesus. Um, I'm cursed, I guess. You're cursed. <laughs> I should believe in the superstition. the word, like, shut out. Next thing you know, <laughs> like, knocks the phone off. <laughs> but I do believe the Avs tomorrow uh, can win the game in the first and, you know, they kind of walk away with it, set the tone. Take a few goal lead and and never look back. But uh, yeah, I would have liked. You remember the keys? It's like, hey, start the road trip on the right note. It's six game road trip, twelve days. Be nice to get two points. I think. Listen, it's a fair deal getting one, and especially when they played well. They could have played bad and then you know escape with a point. And you're like, oh god. I thought they played well. I thought they could have easily got two points. They got one point. Sets them off for tomorrow. Sets him up for tomorrow, and I do expect like a- another good game by the Avs tomorrow. You know, I think they look well rested mentally and ready to go. Yep. I'll be content if they get a point, but it is a winnable game against yeah. Jersey. Oh, for sure. And I think the respect comes from the big caliber of competition in Jersey and just generally on the first few games of this road trip. Like tonight, it was a challenge against the Rangers. Jersey will pose a challenge. Carolina, then after Florida, then after, and so. In measuring that, sure, I'll be happy if they walk away with a point out of New Jersey. But it is a winnable game. I think it's within their grasp, um, especially because there were things structurally that I thought were pretty sound for having come out of a break. That's why I didn't think it was a bad game from the Avs that can build upon it in a positive way tomorrow. It should be winnable. But Jersey is also a great team. No Jack Hughes, right? So No Jack Hughes helps. Uh, Two more things for me. One... Zach Parise, first impressions? I like him. Let's go. He's a hard worker. He's uh you're never gonna question his effort. You know what I mean? So it's uh and I commend that. Uh first of all, he's gonna be well rested, even though he is an older guy. He hasn't had the the the, the grind. Having four and months off will do that. Yeah. It's huge. <laughs> but there's also a rust factor, right? For I mean, sure. Totally. So again, I think it was well managed uh tonight by him and by the team. I think, you know, his assignments weren't too uh, overwhelming. I thought it was they managed his ice time real well. Um, and I think he'll be better tomorrow, you know, because he's going home, so to speak. So, so many years was he, in, you know, a New Jersey devil. Uh, plus, it's just the first one's out of the way, you know, you're just kind of like, okay, you know what I mean? Like, it sounds stupid, guys, but it's not like you don't know where you are. And 
and I'll use like, and I use small examples. Like you don't know where you're sitting on the bus. You don't know where it's not superstitions. It's preparation. Mm -hmm. You don't know when you're coming on the ice. Like, Oh, am I, you know, I like to go last, but here's it McKinnon that goes last. You know, when you're stepping on the ice, like, there's a lot of little things. But that's comfort, it right? just, It's just a comfort. It's When you're not there, you're just standing there. You're just looking around like, oh, God, you know, what, what is it that I do? You know what I mean? And 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 you feel your way. And this is a guy that's got a, you know, give and take a thousand games, whatever it is, right? I don't even know what his totals are, but he's over a thousand games. But I'm saying been around for so long, but it's still a new environment. It's a new locker room. You know, what What do I say after the second today? You know what I mean? Like, do I say something or do you just wait and see and kind of examine what's going on? And then you just kind of step in there and go from there. You know what I mean? So I think tomorrow you'll see a more relaxed Zach Barisi and you'll see probably the experience take over. And it'll be a great ad for the uh, down the stretch for the uh, avalanche buildings. You should be pretty familiar with. Absolutely. Having- played mm-hmm. early in his career in New yeah. Jersey and then for the Isles the last couple of years. So, so it should be good. I've never played hockey in the NHL, but I feel like a single game back would feel like I got hit by a bus. Yeah. And what <laughs> I'm does. really proud of in Parise is how he wore contact in this game yeah, and was for engaged sure. for the entirety of it. It was impressive. And not that I had any doubt in his conditioning <laughs> because of everything I've heard That's about right. him. He looked good he did. in that sense. For sure. a guy who is 39 and hasn't played hockey in a few months, he looked really good and well-conditioned, and that's why I think that he'll acclimate pretty well here once he gets more comfortable with their systems. 100% agree. Anything else you guys want to touch on tonight before I go a little bigger picture? No, no. I'm good on that one. I know it's a little weird for a 10-game segment because <laughs> there was a big all-star break in the middle, but ultimately, over this 10-game segment, the Avs go 7-2-1. and one. Best one of the year. Their best 10-game stretch of the year as far as 10-10-10-10. They're a good team. I, it, it's a, Not only are they a good team, especially lately, they've been a fun team to watch. They have a lot of firepower. I think. I think a lot of people... And I get it. The trade deadline is on the horizon and everyone wants a 2C and all of that. And they do need to go get somebody. But don't undersell the offensive ability they have on the team already. And I know they only scored one goal tonight, whatever. But the Avs have a lot of pieces in place that should make them a team that nobody wants to play against as is. And then they have the opportunity to go and get more stuff. The only God, I don't know. I got to be careful what I say here. Um, <laughs> the only thing I'm, I'm scared. I've been lived it. I've been seen it. Um, you're in that locker room. So today, you know, this is post All Star break. This is the, the the sprint now, right to to the dance. Um, you have strong relationships with your teammates. You have, you know, with your coaches. Your 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 place on the team you know it does wear on you when you you're looking at that trade deadline date which you're about four weeks away and and i've seen it so many times over the careers you know what i mean where guys get dealt at the deadline and then they're not part of a championship run and you know so it wears it, it weighs on you a little bit you're like oh god i hope i'm not the guy that gets the you know reject button and you know what i mean and and and, and sometimes you know a ways on your play, ways on your, you know, as a team, as an individual. So hopefully we don't see too much of that. Hopefully, you know, guys are just going out there and not overthinking this. Sometimes you overthink it. Uh, but it's funny because usually after the deadline that that it's so much more relaxed that afternoon or, you know what I mean, guys are not such on, on pins and, you know, it's a different feeling if you're trying to leave, you know, which is like, oh, God, you're nervous because you're like every day you're looking at your phone hoping to leave. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to leave the abs. Have right? you experienced both sides of right. that? Corn? Yeah, I've experienced both sides. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, a couple times the phone just never came. You know? like, <laughs> nobody wanted me. But, uh, yeah, so it's 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 a weird feeling here. That's the only thing I can see on a few teams, you know, and, and I heard even stuff like last couple of days about, you know, Vancouver Canucks, which I thought was awesome. For them to go get Lindholm, I think it's awesome. But then you, you hear people complaining, saying, Oh, if it's not fair, you know, why, you know, if it's not broken, why you try to fix it or whatever the expression is, then this is stupid. They're going to mess up with their, you know, 
the team chemistry and and it, and it can it, it does at times it does you know because you gotta remember there's one puck only five guys on the yeah, ice yeah so sometimes it just misplaces guys in the lineup and in the depth chart and then it does but i do believe for example vancouver was a good good get for them but i think i just want to make sure the as players are not too on pins and needles you know yeah. waiting to see like am i going to be the guy that you know you know because it's not the other way around. Nobody's trying to leave. So right. yeah. that's my only thing here coming up. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, sometimes it's a business. So. Oh, absolutely. That's just the reality. I've seen it. It sucks. You know. Yep. Uh, okay. I think we have at least one super chat. Melanie. From Melanie. $5 from Melanie who says, bummer we lost, but on to the next. Go Avs. I'm glad hockey is back. Me too. Me too. I'm glad I get to sit here and talk about hockey games again. The 10-day break felt far Weird. too long. Yeah. We even like did shows during the break. I'm but not still. human when there isn't <laughs> hockey. Just zombieing through life. Uh, all right. Uh, that is, I suppose, everything. Unless any uh, final thoughts, big or small or whatever you guys want to talk about. No, looking forward to a fun game tomorrow, and I think it's I like those early games. So yeah, <laughs> me too. You know, it's kind of fun. It's better that way than the other way. You know, what I mean the, the yeah. California yeah. ones. It's like, wow, yeah, those are a little bit tough. Look, now that hockey's back, there's no waiting around. They jump right back into yeah. it. It's it's game tomorrow and pace the rest of the way through here, basically. So and is and then one last comment: when you're gone twelve days and what six probably different hotels, I would think. At least five, yeah. Yeah, at least five. Well, yeah, because tonight, you know. Yeah. I hope they take a picture of the hotel key, you know, with the room <laughs> key on it, because I'll tell you one thing. By the third or fourth one, you're like, what room am I in? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> and it's everyone. It's so funny, because guys like, got to go down the front desk. I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> where yeah, do I It's a long road trip. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it is. That last night, I imagine, has got to be tough. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, what are you in the elevator? What button do I press? Like, I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> you know, so it's funny. All right. We're going to get out of here then. We will be back tomorrow, of course, for pregame, postgame. I think the Nuggets might play. I don't know. I make no promises no. for a watch along. No. no? All right. We'll have watch along too then. So join us for that. And then an off day pod Wednesday should be fun. Uh, we're looking forward to hearing from y'all. Like and subscribe here on YouTube if you like what we do. Uh, if you want to listen to us, you can find us on Spotify if you're more of a in the car person or something like that. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter, DNVR underscore Avalanche. That's all I got for you. Enjoy the rest of your night. I'm actually going to get home before 10 o'clock. It's crazy. <laughs> we will talk to you all tomorrow. Y'all silly like the mayor. 